covering all aspects of Milwaukee Brewers baseball. It's time for Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast. Here is your host, Matt Pauley. It is time for another edition of Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast powered by WTMJ Mobile. My name is Matt Pauley. It is great to have you with us. We are uh, continuing what we've been doing here over the last few weeks. We've uh, shifted this podcast into uh, just fun conversations that I uh, get to have with uh, different folks. And we've gone through a number of uh, the broadcasters. And this week we are going to stay uh, on that path as Brewers radio broadcaster Lane Grendel is set to uh, join us here on the podcast in just a few moments. Our housekeeping items here at the top of the program, as we always uh, do take care of, uh, if you are listening via Apple Podcast and want to leave a ranking and review and subscribe to the podcast, that would be fantastic. If you want to find me on Twitter, if you want to get in contact with me, Twitter is the best way to do so, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Not a lot to say. Like Generally here at the beginning, we talk about uh, what's going on, what the, what the latest is on maybe when we might see something returning. There's just not a lot. Um, that, that's where we're at. I th- when we look at one of the other sports and, and something that's happened, uh, the NBA has announced that they are going to allow teams to start reopening their facilities in cities and markets where that is allowed by state law and whatever their uh, safer-at-home orders might be. So as some states start to uh, reopen, if it's legal for NBA facilities to open up, they can do that. I think we're looking at anything in the world of sports where things are moving forward as being something positive for baseball coming back at some point. Uh, NASCAR has talked about there was a plan that was uh, discussed last week in the Associated Press where they could be starting as early as the weekend of May 17th. Uh, UFC fighting, they're going to get going in mid-May. They're going to do some empty arena events in the state of Florida. At least that's their plan. They've been trying to do some stuff before, and it's been canceled. So we just kind of watch and see what's going on throughout the rest of the country. I think May 1st is maybe a big date. May 1st, and the NBA has previously said that they're not going to make any decisions until May 1st. May 1st might be the moment where things you start kind of putting together tentative plans on, on when something might return. Here's the thing, and look, I'm somebody who wants sports back. Man, I want sports back. I miss baseball. I really want to see stuff back. But the whether it's the UFC, whether it's NASCAR, whether it's the NBA, whether it's Major League Baseball, whoever it might be, they got to be really careful at the beginning because if all of a sudden NBA teams are back practicing and getting ready to play games and somebody comes down with this thing and they start infecting people, that that's going to stop everything again. We're going to go all the way back to to you know stage one again. And it's probably going to take longer the next time because people are going to be more cautious about coming back. So I want to see sports back. I think there's been some really positive developments here over the last week to two weeks in terms of that happening. I, I remain uh, steadfast that I believe baseball is going to be played this summer. Uh, But, yeah, taking those very careful steps is something that I think is uh, really important. I want to commend the Brewers on on the different things they're they're doing, and we'll talk about this with Lane Grendel a little bit here in our conversation because 
there's been replays on uh, on Wednesday nights. You can hear classic Brewers games on WTMJ, and at the end of the podcast, we'll uh, preview uh, what this week's classic Brewers game is going to be. Uh, Fox Sports Wisconsin is doing uh, much the same. The Brewers, to their credit, uh, they have been doing a number of things where uh, – the different broadcasters and folks have been talking with key individuals from some of those games and have been reliving some things. And it's been really fun. You know, they do it on the social media channels, which has been great. Uh, Brewers did a happy hour this past week where uh, David Stearns, Robin Yount, and Brandon Woodruff were all participating on Zoom, and there were a thousand people who were allowed in. It was great. I, I was able to get in on that and just kind of listening to the stories. Robin Yount uh, showed off his office and some of his hardware. Brandon Woodruff had a fantastic story. Maybe you've heard this. It goes back to when he hit that home run off Clayton Kershaw in the NLCS game one against the Dodgers a couple years ago. As you might expect, everybody was excited. Everybody was fired up uh, in the dugout. And Curtis Granderson actually went and grabbed him when he was all kinds of fired up and basically said, Go back in that room, in that hallway, whatever it was, and settle yourself down. You've got a game to pitch. And just for, a, you know, not trying to take anything away from the moment, but to understand kind of the, the bigness of what was going on and what still had to be accomplished. That's a really cool story about Curtis Granderson. I never heard that story. Brian Anderson was emceeing the event and got that story out of Brandon Woodruff, and uh, that's a fantastic story. So cool stuff like that. So I would just uh, I'd encourage you to uh, follow along and see everything that uh, the Brewers are doing here during this time. And hopefully sooner than later, we're going to be able to actually talk about a little bit of baseball. But with that, let's go ahead and uh, bring in our featured guest. As mentioned, uh, we're doing a, a conversation, a series of conversations here on the podcast of people that I think are uh, interesting, that you'd like to hear from, that maybe generally when you hear from them, uh, it's kind of the basic talking about baseball, talking about the team, that sort of thing. I try to go a little bit deeper and go down some different paths and some different avenues with uh, these individuals for you to get to know them uh, a little bit more. So it's a series of conversations with interesting people. That's what I'm calling it. And uh, this guy certainly falls under that umbrella. He is Brewers radio broadcaster Lane Grindle joining us here on Brewers Extra the podcast powered by WTMJ Mobile. Hey, Lane, how are you? incredibly debatable, but I will take the what I what I consider a compliment, and I'll run with it. I'm doing well, man. How um, are you doing? I'm good, as good as I can be, considering there's no baseball. And I had you on uh, on Brewers Weekly on WTMJ a few weeks ago, and uh, folks can find that conversation in the archives of, of where they're listening to this right now. But in this time, it's kind of gone from. That was, it was still sort of new at that point. It, it wasn't really established into this life that we're living. And now all of a sudden we've been doing this long enough that it, it's kind of what we do every day and, and it, it's routine. What is it like in the Grindle household right now with no baseball and really nowhere to go? Yeah, you know, I mean, I as you know, I have four kids. And so uh, between homeschooling and entertaining – we find plenty to, to kind of occupy our time. Uh, my wife is a teacher, so um, that's a huge advantage for us because she knows, she knows what she's doing. And I, I'm, I'm the babysitter. She's the one-on-one teacher, and we kind of rotate them through Monday through Friday on that stuff. And um, when the weather's nice, this is, this is actually, I mean, to be honest with you, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. I mean, we all would rather be at the ballpark right now. We'd all rather be in the midst of our season. 
and enjoying what we would hope to be another really good, fun push to the postseason for the Brewers. And we still hope that that time is going to come. But I haven't had a lot of Aprils where I'm able to still just be a dad. And so um, I'm trying to take advantage of that. And I think a lot of other uh, of my peers have kind of taken the same approach. Like, okay, this isn't what our April is normally like. Our May, probably not going to be like it's normally. But um, we're going to make the best out of it. And we're going to take the silver lining in it. And we're going to really embrace the time with our family. So um, that part has been enjoyable. And, and like I said, when the weather's nice and you can get out in the backyard and you can pitch to your son and pitch softballs to your daughters and um, just go on some bike rides and things of that nature, um, you know what? This, this, this is We're all trying to do our part, obviously. Uh, but uh, this is pretty manageable. We don't have a lot of days that don't have some sort of excitement in them because with four kids something always happens right <laughs> but um we're making do and and we're getting through it fine and uh we just hope that uh this virus will you know we'll, we'll turn the corner on this at some point and hopefully at some point in the future life can start to get back to normal again but um all, all you can do is 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 huddle up with the ones you love and and get through it the best you can and we're in such a better situation than so many others that are in our thoughts and prayers. I mean, um, obviously so many people have lost their lives and, uh, it just breaks your heart. And a lot of other people have gone through really traumatic situations when trying to recover from this virus. And then those people on the front lines, the healthcare workers, I mean, um, think about them daily, pray for them daily. My sister is uh, on the front lines in, um, the Omaha, Nebraska area. And, so I get updates from her on how things are going there, and 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 we think of those people daily because we have a lot of friends that are that are in the midst of this thing and and trying to do the best they can to to help our country get through it. And those are the real heroes right now. So you've got four kids. I've got a fourteen month old, but she she doesn't know what what she's missing at, at this point. But you've got some older kids. Is what is there any challenge with any of them? Of you know, especially when it's cold out and, and you don't have the opportunity to have stuff going on outside. You know, just explaining what's going on in our world is that a is that a parenting challenge at all for you and your wife? I I, I would say explaining what's happening has been less of a challenge than I thought it would be. My kids pretty much know what's going on, and they have a pretty. I mean, we didn't really shelter them from it. Um, even our two younger ones, we have a, a newly minted six-year-old on Friday, and then we have a four-year-old. And those two, I wasn't sure, like, how much should we spoon-feed them with this? But it's just kind of hard because the two older ones, they, they know about it. They're they're almost 12 and 10, and so they get it. And they, if Dad's watching the news, they absorb some of that. They hear us talking about it. It's kind of hard to avoid um, talking about it. It's mm-hmm. just it's so on the tip of all of our tongues and on the top of all of our minds and every television that you turn on, somebody's talking about it. So um, we've just been pretty honest with them and and told them what's going on. And um, they've been troopers about it. I mean, I think for them, there's less anxiety about the virus itself. And there's more um, anxiety about our routines, not normal. You know, these kids haven't seen their friends and, in um, over a month, nearly a month and a half. Um, it's going to be longer than that, you know, before it's all said and done. 
and they are missing out on their school play. My my two older ones that they were both cast in. My my oldest daughter was one of the leads, hmm. and so that was disappointing when that finally got canceled the other day. Um, you know, those are the types of things that are probably impacting them more. Um, and 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 again, that tails so much in comparison to what people are going through in true reality with the virus. But they haven't left the house. I mean, my kids have not left the house since pretty much March 13th when I got home from Arizona. They, they've been here. And um, there are days where you can tell they've, they've got cabin fever. They're, they're a little bit over this routine that we have. But again, when the, when the weather's like, nice like this, then, that, then it's much more manageable and it's a lot easier to kind of to get through it, but they, they've also adjusted to it too. Um, and, and, and there's some new normals now. I mean, they do zoom calls with their friends. They do zoom calls with their classmates. And I, I think all that stuff has been really helpful. The, the part that won't surprise you at all and doesn't surprise me, but maybe the, the, the amount of, um, longing for, surprises me a little is my kids really are missing baseball they're used to coming down to the ballpark during home stands they're used to seeing lorraine you know uh in the cafeteria they're used to seeing Uke and and jeff and ashley levering you know we're friends with the leverings and so and and brock and logan and, and my kids are used to you know being a part of that that baseball family the spindler family as well i mean um, some of these are names that maybe people that that are listening Maybe they're not that familiar with those names, but those are part of our baseball family in Milwaukee. And this is the time where we're just totally ingrained with our baseball family. And we look at the calendar sometimes and go, oh, daddy would have been in New York today. Or, oh, you know, we would have been going down to the ballpark to see dad tonight because the Brewers are playing XYZ team. And my kids really miss that, every single one of them. Um, It's not just the two older ones. Uh, my son's a baseball nut. He loves it. Uh, we play every day the weather allows us to. We go out in the backyard and he hits. We've got a makeshift cage in the basement on the days that it's not nice, and he goes down there and he hits. And we play RBI baseball on the Xbox about four games a day, especially when the <laughs> rain uh, is in the forecast. And, I mean, he loves it, and he can't wait for baseball to get back. And my older ones are the same way, too. I mean, they they just, my oldest daughter scores games herself. She taught herself how to do it. Oh, wow. Um, going, going to games is like, that's a big part of our lives. And so that, that they really miss that. Um, but again, I, I, I want to emphasize, we understand that those are very minor inconveniences compared to what most people are going through right now. So that's, those are the things that we're dealing with. We're in a good situation. The Brewers are an unbelievable organization and they have, um, been incredible um, throughout this entire process, and we're very, very lucky and very, very fortunate to have the situation we have. When you're playing uh, video games against the kids, do you, uh, how do you fare generally? Well, so we team up. Uh, my son and I, he, with RBI Baseball, he does the hitting and I do the pitch. Okay. And um, there's a lot, I mean, it, it's, look, there's a lot of swing and miss that goes on, a lot of home runs. It's... <laughs> I mean, you know, some of the purists wouldn't like the style of offense we run. We, we, I mean, it's basically we hit home runs or we strike out. There's a lot of that going on. But, uh, you know, we're off to a pretty good start with the Brewers' season. I think we're 36-6. and six. We just 
lost uh, a late inning um, heartbreaker to the Cubs. I'm sorry to report. Um, so that that series right now is even. We've got the the rubber match in that series coming up. But um, <laughs> it's been fun. And so we team up. We're a team. And when Dad blows a lead. Uh, my four-year-old son, Luke, he lets me know about it. Dad, I hit four home runs, and you gave up all these hits. Um, so, I, I, you know, he wears me out when I don't do my job. But I, I, I've been pretty good at locking down the other team's offenses. So th- those have been few and far between. <laughs> but Yelich has 17 home runs in early May in our season. That's pretty so. good. That's pretty good. I, mm-hmm. I, if if he has 17 home runs in the first month of the season, whenever it, for, it actually happens, I think the Brewers will be in pretty yeah. good shape. Yeah, he's he's you know not one guy has drawn a walk yet this year. Um, surprising that there hasn't been one walk for the team going into May. Um, so I'm not sure how realistic that is. We're not real patient. I mean, we're basically up there, and if we don't hit it out in the first three pitches, then again we're striking out. So that's just kind of the way our offense works in the Grindle House. <laughs> I um. Look, you got four kids. You got you got a million things going on. So if you're not paying attention to any of this stuff that I'm about to ask you about, that is probably totally understandable. But whether it's games that are on TV or games on the radio that are the rebroadcast, or even some of the the simulations that are going on, like Baseball Reference mm-hmm. and Stratomatic, they're doing they're playing out the season. Do you do you pay attention to any of that other baseball stuff that's going on right now? Yeah, some of it. I, I check in to see how haters doing in the show league. Um, because Josh is somebody that I, I just, I love Josh. He's a great dude. Um, we have a lot of common interests. We, you know, I, we, we fish together every once in a while during the season when, when we have an off day. And so um, I, I, I keep in touch with Josh the best I can. And now that he's in the show and I'm, you know, so I kind of pay attention to see how he's doing. But um, honestly, in, in terms of that, yeah, I've watched the uh, 2011 NLCS Game 5. Uh, I sat Luke down and had him watch it with me, and he was so confused because he didn't know any of these players except for Ryan Braun. <laughs> so I was having to explain to him, well, this was nine years ago. Yeah. But um, so we, we sat down and we watched that. Uh, I've watched the 14 wild card in the AL over. I was actually at that game. It's one of the greatest sporting events I ever attended, the Royals and, and the A's in 14. That was such a great game. Uh, I watched... Uh, uh, not the full game, but I wanted to go back and watch some of the 75 World Series because the Big Red Machine is fascinating to me. And Game 6 of the 75 World Series, I posed a question to some of my buddies the other day that are big baseball fans. I said, if you could go back and be a spectator, and you don't know, like we're doing the Men in Black treatment here, right? So it's like in, in the movie Men in Black where they hit, they zap you with the thing, and then you forget everything. Yeah. So you you get to say, I want to go back and I want to watch this game, and then they zap you. So now you're going to the game, but you don't know, right? You have no idea what's going to happen. You pick it ahead of time. So it's one of those things. So I'm like, if you can go back and watch any game, what game would it be from World Series past? And and we were throwing out a bunch of them, and I started to realize, Matt, so many of them are game sixes. You know, you think they'd be game sevens, right? But so many of them are game sixes. And the 75 game six between the Reds and the Red Sox when Fisk hits the home run and he's waving it fair as he's you know going down the first baseline, that's one of those games. I wasn't alive for it. That was six years before I was born. But I would love to go to Fenway and be in the stands to watch that game. It was an amazing game. And um, that was just a, a great series, obviously, too. 
And so that's one of mine. So uh, I had the son sit down and we watched that. And of course, now every time he hits a ball um, down the left field line, when we're out in the backyard, he starts waving at fair because he remembers Fudge doing it. But um, that's one that I went back and I watched the 91 World Series game six again, game six and game seven of the 91 World Series are two of the greatest games I, I, have, I remember watching. Those are some of my earliest memories. Um, just as a baseball fan in general, where I didn't have a rooting interest, but I was just completely um, captured by the moment uh, in those two extra inning games um, between the, the Braves and the Twins. So uh, we've kind of picked and, 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 choosed us, uh, and chosen some of our favorite games uh, that maybe we didn't even have a rooting interest in and gone back and watched them. And that's been really fun. I, I, I did a, a Zoom call with Craig Council. Um, about a week and a half ago, and he told me he went back and found on YouTube Game 7 of the 60 World Series, which is like some of the earliest footage of a World Series that's out there, and that is uh, the Pirates and the Yankees. And I get, that's an unbelievable series and a great Game 7. So I want to go back and watch that. That's kind of one of the next things I have on my list. It is pretty cool, some of the things the Brewers are doing. They did the happy hour the other day with uh, with Robin Yount and, and Brandon Woodruff. And uh, they, they a lot of times, in conjunction with either the games that are being rerun on Fox Sports Wisconsin or being run on WTMJ, you or Jeff will talk, or Sophia mm-hmm. will talk with somebody who is a key part of that. It's it's really cool content in an era in a time where, People are really looking for things like that. Yeah, I think, look, for me, as a guy that so many of those games, I mean, I, I obviously I remember game 163, I was there for it, and, and some of the 18-season stuff that's out there, I remember those. <laughs> I was there for them. But some of the stuff like in 11 and in 8 or 82, I've only really read about them. I mean, I watched the 08 postseason, when the Brewers, you know, won the wild card and then lost to the Phillies. And, and, and obviously in 11, I, I was watching, but I was watching it from a completely different eye because I wasn't a Brewers broadcaster. And so um, to go back and watch that stuff unfold now, I, you, now you know some of the personalities, right? Like I've met uh, half that team, uh, the 11 team, and, and, and I've met probably over half of the 82 team. And so, you go back and you watch those games now, it's just such a different look than, than, than maybe what it would have been before all of that. So uh, I've enjoyed all of that stuff a lot. I love listening to uh, the 08 uh, 162 where uh, you can Jim Power on the call. Uh, that, that's one of my favorite radio games to go back and listen to. And uh, I always enjoy that one uh, specifically, but uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy all of that. I mean, it's all stuff that, that is, it, look, it's good for me as a broadcaster to, to relive all of that, to refresh my memory on all of it. I mean, that's stuff that comes up on our broadcasts or in interviews and things of that nature. So I'm looking at it a little bit as a broadcaster, like these are resources for me. I'm going to take advantage of yeah, it's yeah, and I'm in a different situation th- than you. But even with what I do, and I've told this story on this podcast, so when 
when uh, YouTube and Major League Baseball did the opening day at home and they ran that uh, that game from the NLDS against the Rockies where Moustakas won it. Like, I had completely forgotten about the, the foul pitch or the foul tip that was not hung on by the catcher. And that's a huge yeah. moment in that game. And for whatever reason, that moment had left my brain and it was really cool to see it. And that I'm in the same boat as you. Like, it's good to have stuff like that right there at the top of your head. Man, there's no question about it. I think that, um, look, we all, we're all making the best out of this that we can within our own current situations. And so for me as a broadcast, I mean, I've done a lot of air checks over the course of this quarantine, too. I've gone back and, and listened to a lot of games from last year that I did. And I, I think it's even more valuable to do it now because those games aren't fresh in my mind. So it's kind of like what you were talking about. I mean, you forget about the little details. So when you when you pick up a game from June that you called that maybe isn't some monumental game either it's not like NLDS game one right and you you do flush some of those details and you don't have this picture in your mind anymore of what happened in the game and so when you're listening to yourself call it that's all you have and that's a really good way to critique yourself I and mean, we're kind of getting inside broadcasting here a little bit but you, that's a great way to critique yourself because everything's not so fresh and now if you say something that is um, a little bit generic or a little bit uh, less specific than it needs to be, and you're leaving the listener hanging like, oh, well, what, what did he mean by that? <clears throat> you're going to catch on to it because you don't have that picture in your head anymore. And so, so you don't get sloppy. And, and so that's, that's always been a big part of my routine as a broadcaster. And, and this has provided a lot of time where I've been able to do that. I, I'll go out and take a, take a run, and I'll, I'll throw – you know, a couple of games onto my iPhone that I can listen to while I'm running that, again, I don't have a visual image of in my mind because it's a game so far removed from my memory. And um, that's been really good. I've been able to really make some notes on some things here and there, and a lot of it's small stuff, but it's still it's still good, and you feel kind of productive, too. <laughs> feel like you're still working on your craft. Yeah, no, that's 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 really cool. And if there's any young broadcasters listening to this, I hope they they hear that and they kind of take that as uh, some advice on ways to use this time in a in a very productive manner. You've been around the team basically the same amount of time as as I've been around. We both came in uh, the the same year. What's it like for you? I mean, this there are there are not a lot of radio booths in Major League Baseball that have a yeah. a single iconic person in the booth as the Brewers booth does with Bob Uecker. What is it like for you after you get the job when you're walking in that first time? Well, walking in the first time uh, would have been in spring training, and that's such a great way to to begin that relationship because spring training is very relaxed. Uh, Everybody is very easygoing. There's really no stress, no pressure, so to speak great time to make some mistakes if you're going to make them. And so that's a really good way to ease things, uh, ease into things. And I had, I had my first meeting with Bob was a breakfast in Scottsdale, um, right at the very beginning of spring training. I was not down there yet uh, for spring training. I, I just flew in and flew out. I was kind of tying up some loose ends at my old job at that point, And I didn't even officially have the job yet at that point in time. And that was my first meeting with Bob. We said at the table for close to two hours. Um, Bob was telling a lot of stories. We drank like two pots of coffee while we were sitting there. It was, it was tremendous. And I remember walking out of there being like, this is going to be amazing if I end up getting this job. Like, this is going to be incredible. 
Because when he first walked in, you hate to say this, but how can you not be a little bit intimidated? Mm-hmm. Um, you've never met this person before. He is on the Mount Rushmore of baseball broadcasters. He's had this great career uh, even away from the baseball microphone. He's a former MLB player, and I know he has a lot of fun you know, at his own expense when it comes to playing Major League Baseball, but he played Major League Baseball. Um, that's pretty impressive, and he was a really good catcher. Um, you know, He makes fun of his hitting, but the guy could catch and the guy could throw. And so, I mean, there's just this is a larger than life figure that's walking into this restaurant. That's, I mean, that's what's in the back of your mind as much as you're trying to play it cool. And then he sits down and he just disarms you immediately because he's he is not somebody that's going to intimidate you once he starts talking because he you're you're laughing, and of course when you laugh you're comfortable. And so um, he has this unbelievable ability to make you feel um, important, to make you feel um, comfortable in, in, in the setting, and to make you laugh, obviously. And he's one of the great storytellers that our game has ever, ever had. And I love listening to him tell stories. It's just, it's, it's as great as he is in the big moments. And some of his best calls will absolutely, you know, raise the hair on your back, Um because they are so good and they're so in the moment. And the best thing about him is they're pure because this is a guy that grew up here. He loves Milwaukee. He is the Brewers in so many ways. And so it's hard to replicate that, right? That, that Nothing about that's artificial. It's really cool. But beyond all of that, when the game is 10-2, to 2, I mean, there is nobody in the world ever that's as good as that guy in those types of settings because he is an unbelievable entertainer and he's an incredible storyteller and he can keep you locked into the game uh, through his unbelievable gift of doing that and making you laugh and have fun. And um, it's an unbelievable honor to be in that booth, to be honest with you. I've only worked a handful of games with Bob. I think Bob and I have worked, Oh, I think we've worked seven or eight games together, maybe total um, in, in, in my four years here. Um, and, and those, those have been a lot of fun. But what I really enjoy are the conversations off mic that we have throughout the course of every night. Um, you know, we, we've we've gotten close from from year one to now. I mean, obviously the re- relationship has grown a lot, and um, you know, we, we we've stayed in touch throughout this. Jeff and I talk probably at least through text almost every single day, and and I and I usually catch up with Bob at least once or twice a week. We'll, we'll try to either text or call. We talked last Tuesday on the phone for quite a while. And um, we always say, I, I know it, and I don't want it to sound arrogant, but I know there's not another booth in baseball that has as much fun as we do, right? And, and this is a fun thing to do. So everybody's having fun calling Major League Baseball. But I'd have a hard time finding any other booth that laughs as much as we do. And it's mainly because of him. And He is... Um, He's an unbelievable, unbelievable person to be around, and we're very, very fortunate for it. It's So we talk a lot in baseball how it's really important to have good clubhouse chemistry because everybody's spending so much time with each other. That can Baseball's probably the one sport where you, you got to get along with the guy that's on your team for, as much as possible, and that can impact wins and losses. But it's uh, for, for you and your job, I mean, you guys are around each other so much, and the friendships that you've been able to build, both with you and Jeff and Kent, uh, for that matter, as well, that's a that's yeah. a really important part of your uh, of your everyday basis, being able to not just be coworkers with those guys, but truly friends. 
Yeah, I always say, like, when you look at the 17 Brewers, those that team overachieved in a lot of people's eyes, but the reason why is because they love coming to the ballpark every day and being around each other, and that matters. I don't care what you say. There's not a sabermetric stat that measures that, and I get that, but that absolutely matters. Um, we talk a lot about what the Brewers have done in September over the last couple of years, and we talk about the depth and the expanded rosters, and there's no doubt Craig Council is a master when it comes to that stuff, but just as big as that has been that when other teams are tired of seeing each other and they're ready for their vacations to start, the Brewers aren't. They're like, we don't want this to end. We enjoy being around each other. These are my my buddies. These are my friends, and I want to keep playing baseball with these guys. As simple as that might sound, I think that matters, Matt, and I think it's one of the reasons why the Brewers have been better than so many other teams in September and why they've been able to gain ground in September. And you're right. I think that does carry over the booth. If we didn't enjoy being around each other, this wouldn't be that much fun. And and the reality is we have a blast together. I mean, Jeff and I will sit and, of course, we're, we're within about two years of each other in age. And so we'll quote movies and, I mean, everything that we've experienced in our lives, even though he grew up in California and I grew up in Iowa, they mirror each other in so many ways in terms of pop culture and things like that. And, and so um, that makes it really easy for us. We we live close to each other. Our families are close. Uh, you know, our kids get along really well and have a lot of fun together, and and they're friends. And so it's 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 amazing to have that. And then you mentioned Kent. I mean, look, we we have a lot of fun at Kent's expense on the air, and and we give him a hard time mainly because he doesn't turn his mic on to defend himself. <laughs> but look, that is one of the best human beings you'll yeah. ever come across in your life. I mean, there is not a more genuine nicer caring person than Kent Sommerfeld and um, he is he is a tremendous person and and we're just we're very fortunate that we have the mix of people that we have and and it makes coming to work really fun every day I know that much I'll finish you off with this uh, college athletics a big part of of your life you came from the University of Nebraska where you're doing work uh, you do some football games with the Missouri Valley Football Conference you do some college basketball games you're one of the Wisconsin fill-in guys when when LePay can't be in uh, multiple places at the exact mm-hmm. same time I know you do some other stuff uh, as well sometimes Learfield will give you a call for some other things how much yep. have you enjoyed being able to still continue to work around college athletics even as you moved in- into this role with the Brewers that's really the best of both worlds for me, Matt. And that was the thing I was the most fearful of when I, when I decided that, look, we're going to go all in on this Brewers job, and uh, why wouldn't you? It's Major League Baseball. When Major League Baseball comes calling, you've you got to go. And so um, I, I did in the back of my mind think, like, I'm really going to miss Saturdays in the fall on college campuses because it's, that's a, you know it, that's a really special time, and that's a really special thing to be around. It's fun. And I knew I was going to miss that. Um, and and I, I was a little concerned about that. Like, is there going to be this big gap there that I can't replace? And the first year was a little weird. Um, but then yeah, I adjusted to it pretty quick. I, I, I was surprised. After that first year, it, it no longer was very weird to me that I wasn't there on a Saturday, right? And... Um, now, though, over the last couple of years, a year right, I've started to add some things. I, I call a couple of college football games a year, typically, and I call a handful of college basketball games, most of them on the radio. Um, the, the football's TV, the, the, the basketball's more radio-driven uh, from what I'm doing, but um, that, that's, that has been nice, just to be around 
college athletes again on college campuses again. I, I enjoy that part of it. Uh, there, there was nothing about me when I left Nebraska that was unhappy. It was just, this is the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Major League Baseball. This is Bob Euchre, and you aren't saying no to that. And um, it's all worked out as well as I ever could have anticipated. I mean, um, this is home to us. We absolutely love Milwaukee. My kids are ingrained in the community. My my wife is a teacher at our at our parish. Um, you know, we're we're lifers now. I mean, as long as they'll have us, we <laughs> we want to be here. So um, we love it here. But to be able to still dabble and be around the college athletic scene is really fun for me because that's those are my roots and that's what I came up doing. And so I still enjoy being around those people. And I have a I have a comfort level there in terms of understanding the ins and outs of how an athletic department works and understanding, understanding the do's and don'ts of, you know, handling yourself around college athletes. And there are some differences, obviously. So, um, it is, it is fun to to just go back to that, even if it is just a handful of times every year. Well, Lane, this was fun. Thank you for uh, taking the time. I really hope we'll be talking, about baseball relatively soon. It seems like maybe there's some things happening in the world right now that might get us on a path to return to baseball, but nobody really knows. But it was good to talk to you about some kind of non-normal things. So thank you so much for uh, taking this time. <laughs> well, Matt, always appreciate you. Thanks so much for the time. I, I, had, a, I had a blast. Lane Grindle joining us here on Brewers Externings, the podcast powered by WTMJ Mobile. Every time I get done with these conversations – I always feel like I could have gone on a lot longer, and I know we don't have a whole lot going on. There's a whole lot of sitting around at home, but at the same time, people are gracious enough to give uh, 25, 30, 35, 40, whatever minutes of their time. I always feel like at a certain point, I probably should stop asking questions, and uh, Lane's got four kids, but uh, I appreciate him taking some time away from uh, the family to be able to spend some time here on the podcast. As we mentioned uh, early on, uh, every Wednesday night at 6 o'clock on WTMJ, we are running uh, Brewers Classics, Classic Games. And uh, this Wednesday night, April 29th, we've got a good one. We are going to go back to September 15th, 2019. It was the ninth inning, Ryan Braun down to his last strike against the Cardinals, and he hits a grand slam. And then it got a little bit dicey, if you remember. It got a little dicey there in the bottom of the ninth inning. But the Brewers, I'm not trying to take anything away here, but they would go on to uh, win that game. That was, uh, for me, that's the most memorable highlight of the 2019 season. And uh, you're going to be able to relive that game coming up this Wednesday night. So hopefully you've got an opportunity to uh, check that out. 620 WTMJ, WTMJ.com, streaming inside of the WTMJ listening area. Uh, again, Major League Baseball still controls the, the streaming rights to even classic games, so we're able to stream it to uh, folks in the WTMJ listening area. If you're out of the listening area, unfortunately, we're not able to do that. We'd love to. We'd love to. We just we can't, and uh, that's the way uh, that's the way things are. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the podcast. Again, my appreciation going to uh, Lane Grindle for joining us, and I uh, look forward to talking to you again next week for another edition of Brewers Extrainings, the podcast powered by WTMJ Mobile. Thanks for listening to Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast. Matt will be back next week with another episode. For all the latest Brewers news, keep listening to a home of the Brewers. News Radio 620 WTMJ.